WNYC Studios is supported by Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know, wherever you get podcasts. Brian Lehrer on WNYC. We continue now to meet the four newly elected members of New York City Council, those voted into office just last November and taking their seats just last month at the beginning of the new year. Today, Council Member Susan Zhuang, whose Brooklyn district includes all her parts of, you ready? Sunset Park, Diker Heights, Bensonhurst, Bath Beach, Gravesend, uh, Borough Park, Mapleton Midwood, and Gravesend Homecrest, all or part of all those neighborhoods. Council Member, congratulations on your election, first of all, and welcome to WNYC. Thank you so much, Brian. Thank you to have me here, and uh, happy Lunar New Year. And same to you. Uh, and I'll ask you in a few minutes how you celebrate New Lunar New Year uh, in the district, if you have particular things going on. But tell us first about yourself. Where did you grow up? How did you get into politics? I was grew up in China. Uh, I came. It's a, it's a, I grew up in a very small town named Baipu. It's only 60,000 people there. It's one and a half hour away from Shanghai. Usually people, when people ask me where you coming from, I told everyone I come from Shanghai because that's the only city majority of people know. But I grew up in a really small town. Everyone know each other in the town. This is the environment I grew up. And then when I was 20 years old, I come to U.S., um, come to New York State, upstate, for school. I came here for my college. I went to SUNY Oswego um, to study. And then after I graduate, I got a job in New York City. That's the reason I moved to New York City. I was a volunteer um, in the community. And uh, uh, one of my friends introduced me to Assemblyman Colton. Uh, when I go to his office, I see he's helped a lot of people and a lot of people also waiting in the line. I say to him, is anything I can do to help you and help the community? He asked my background. I had a background in finance. And then we talk about the topics the community needs and I start help him, uh, I mean, his office. To mm -hmm. help seniors and a low-income family to file tax returns. That I how I started working in politics, and then yeah. after a few months, he hired me as his chief of staff. And then eventually, you ran. Ever since I I am working in politics, and uh, um, last year I ran for office. Well, let me ask you this: 
um, since you were helping that council member respond to constituents' concerns, Mm -hmm. what was the number one, or you could mention the top two if you want, things that you found people approached that office for that they needed help with? And since you took office last month, what would you say the number one or numbers one and two things are that you're hearing from constituents about uh, directly to you now? Um, Definitely number one is public safety. I had a meeting with PDAs uh, in the neighborhood. The first thing parents talked to me about, they want more cameras in school. They want to make sure that kids go to school safe come home safe. That's a number one issue. And also we have people calling to office about they want clean streets, garbage everywhere. Um, That's a quality of life issue. That's a two top issue what I hear every single day. So let me ask you about one of the issues between City Council and Mayor Adams right now, the how many stops Act, which requires police officers to record more details, such as demographic details, of more encounters um, with New York City residents. So it's easier to tell if they're being racially biased and things like that. When when the mayor talks about why he vetoed that bill, um, he says, well, it's because of public safety. We want the police officers Uh, to be able to focus as much time as possible on actual response and not as much time filling things out. So you cited public safety as your uh, number one issue or what people contact your office most frequently about. Did you vote to override the bill with the council majority, override the veto? No, I vote. I agreed with mayor on this issue. Um, I have to tell you, after I vote no, I got probably thousands of emails. People thank me to vote no, because our community in Southern Brooklyn, we want more police in our streets because um, we, when we not increase the NYPD budget, we, but we give them more paperwork to do. That means going to take out the time police able to patrol in the streets come to the office to work on the paperwork. That's what our people worry about. And and also we uh, will not tolerate any uh, police brutality. That's I never agree with. Um, but we did need to consider when we don't have enough budget, we cannot increase the number of work for the police for paperwork and the take out the time they're supposed in the street. That's one, what one, our community is concerned. Mm-hmm. One, one more thing on this. You know that the um, court-appointed monitor uh, that goes back to the days of the court proceedings on the Bloomberg stop-and-frisk policy, um, that monitor is still, still in effect, they found that a quarter of the stops by Mayor Adams' new neighborhood safety teams, you know, people on the NYPD who, who go out not in full uniform, a quarter of the stops were unconstitutional. Um, I'm just curious if 
more of those stops were, were in your district, the unconstitutional ones, which I'm gathering that, that they don't tend to be. Do you think you'd feel the same way? Well, our community strongly support police because we want them come to the streets to protect us. We had, as probably you already know, my district is 54% Asian, and also we have large of Jewish community here and also Muslim community here. The recent years, we had a spike on uh, hate crimes in our district. That's what we worry about. And we believe in our community, we believe we must support and work with NYPT to tackle hate crimes including against our Jewish, Asian, and the Muslim neighbors. I also recently joined the governor to support her investment to tackle the raising number of hate crimes. And yeah. I, as, a, as a council member, I will do whatever I can to protect our constituents' safety. Do you think the city and the state are doing all that they can do to fight hate crimes? And if not, what more could they be doing in your opinion? Um, I think they are trying to do more, but never enough, uh, because we, um, I, I believe I'm a mother, and also my kids go to public school. I think the kids should learn about different culture. When they start to learn about different culture in school, they understand why people coming, what, what's the people's perspective and understand different culture that's going to help them uh, when they grow up to n not be nice to, and uh, try not hate each other and be nice to each other. I think we need to do more in the education system. That's what I believe. And also I appreciate the governor recent investment in the hate crime. Listeners, we can take some phone calls, especially if you're in the district. But we could take some others, too, for this brand-new member of city council. Uh, we are interviewing all four new members of city council. Remember, last November was a New York City Council election year, and four first-timers got elected. Uh, we've invited each of them to come and talk to me and talk to you. And uh, our guest today is newly elected city council member Susan Zhuang, from district, it's uh, 43 is the number. Do I have that right? Yes. 43, which is parts of Sunset Park, Diker Heights, Bensonhurst, Bath Beach, Gravesend, Borough Park, Mapleton Midwood, and Gravesend uh, Homecrest. Did I say Gravesend twice? Maybe. Um, but uh, there you go. Part or all of those neighborhoods in Brooklyn. If she is your council member, you're welcome to call or anyone else, 212-433-WNYC, 212-433-9692. So speaking of public schools, did you hear they're going to be closed tomorrow or and go on re remote learning for one day because of the expected snowstorm? I heard the news. <laughs> but uh, I, And also, I'm a, a public school parent. I do have some concerns when um, we don't have day off from work. Um, I prefer our kids go to school, but because of weather, um, I also concern about public safety. If our kids not able to go school safe, that I would rather they stay at home. 
probably yeah. sometimes uh, mm -hmm. I will take them to our nanny's house or do something with them. And your office told us your priorities in general include high-quality education. How do you think the DOE, the Department of Education, is, is doing on that front at the moment? Um, in general, I think they, they provide the resources we need in our community. We want more GNT program, gift and talented program. Um, now they give us a choice to do gift and talent program. And we also uh, want more funding um, to our some schools in our district. Um, I recently learned that a lot of schools in our district still don't have AC in their um, cafeteria. Mm -hmm. That's hurt me when I hear that. Because can you imagine a kid when they, in the summer they have lunch and all sweaty, how they're going to eat their food. I'm a mother. I know what parents feel, and I definitely will try my best to secure all the resources we need for those schools. One of the disagreements between Mayor Adams and the state right now is over implementation of the recent state law that mandates a reduction in class size in the New York City public schools. Is that something you think it's important for the city to spend money on and, and follow through on? I think it's very important to um, kids to have smaller class and get more attention from teachers. Um, however, in our district, there's a lot of school is overcrowded, um, especially like say the school PS176. They have science room, they have stamps room. If they implement this law, have smaller class size, the school going to lose, going to lose those classrooms. That worries parents and also worries teachers because they already have very good program ongoing by um, because the reduced class size. Uh, they have to lose those classrooms. It's not fair to our students. I think we need, in certain schools, we need to have some exemption or how we need to talk about the plan. How do we adjust that? That we cannot just say we implant every single school. No matter what's the current situation, we need a small class size, that's not fair for some students. Maybe we have to move some students way out of the district. They have to travel, um, especially for the elementary students. The travel time really will be a big burning of the students also for the family. So I have to, um, I think our government should look more detail in and see what's the possibility we can do to implement that law. And also, is that the best for our uh, community? We have to adjust by the neighborhood. Really interesting. Do you, given your um, childhood uh, in a small town in China, as you were describing, uh, not that far from, uh, not that far from Shanghai, um, I'm curious if you have any comparisons to make with the public education system there, so different 
you know, a, a cultural context. And but not just it being China, but also it being a, a small town. Comparisons now that you're a public school parent here um, with the education that's being provided here. Do you think there are any lessons to be learned either way? Yeah, definitely. Um, um, my grandparents are both teachers, public school teachers in China, and we live in a small town. And uh, uh, everyone know each other. And also the school, everyone knows the teachers in the town. That's a big plus. It's easier access to um, a small town to talk to neighbors. Is even if it's a teacher, just your neighbor. And also we treat teacher like a god. Uh, whatever teachers say, it's whatever God say. Our parents, our students have to follow whatever teachers say. We respect teachers a lot. That's very different from here. And uh, also here, I believe, um, I personally think we have more choice than in China. When I go to school in China, we only, the time I grew up only have public school. We, every single person have to take college entrance exam. That's the only choice you have to get into college. It's very competitive. We don't have enough college, but we um, only have one chance a year to take the exam. Here you can take SHAT um, or some school even doesn't require that anymore. It's more diverse um, way to accept the students. It's more, I think it's, um, they have better criteria to select students for good college and good schools. In this country. In this country. And also I love uh, our public schools. They have different program for kids. They have violin, they have um, art class. What, when I grew up in China, I did not have that. I only had, you have to learn math, you have to learn Chinese. And then when I was in, um, Middle school, I started learning English, but it's very limited. Every day we learn maybe one word or one word a week. It's very limited. I grew up in a small town. It's not like a big city. The resources are limited. Here, there's much more resources. And also, I want, I'm want. i happy, and also I want to make sure all the resources stay in our community. A few more minutes with Susan Zhuang, the brand-new New York City Council member, from neighborhoods in South Brooklyn. And let's get a couple of calls from the district in here. Jacob in Set Park. You're on WNYC. Hi, Jacob. Hi, Brian. How are you? So, um, council member, I just have a, um, a suggestion. I was going to say, would it be possible to see if we can put, like, garbage bins in our neighborhood, specifically on 7th Avenue between 65th all the way down to the 40th? There's absolutely no garbage bins. And this is my issue. Like, I'll come back from work sometimes, and I'll have some trash in my car. Like, unfortunately, I would have to take that trash and try to find, you know, the nearest garbage bin, you know, um, you know, uh, for, like, a building. But I, I, if I'm not mistaken, that's not legal. But I'd rather do that than to throw it on the um, on the floor. Listen, my brother, he, he lives in the same neighborhood. He'll take the trash from his car and then throw it on, um, underneath. And then, I'll, and then I'll try to, uh, you know, advise him, but then he'll say, look, I'm, I'm creating jobs for sanitation. And unfortunately, that is true. And 
I, I just you know I just want to just see. I'm not saying like we should put you know four garbage bins, one, uh, bins one on each corner, but you know the suggestion would be to like put one diagonal from each other, uh, each other, so then that way we'll have access to it. You know, so please, there's absolutely no garbage bins um, on Seventh Avenue. If you can do that, that would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. Thank you, Jacob. Council member. Hey, Jacob. Thank you so much. And uh, I think this is a good question. And I have been talked to sanitation about this issue since last year I get elected. And I have to say, um, in our district, we request some garbage bins in um, the in our neighborhood, but it's 775 65th Street. It's not in my district, uh, but I will see what I can do. Um, and also, in A7, we had the issue on Sunset Park area in A7. There's so many garbage there, and there's so many illegal vendors there. Uh, I've recently connected with Sanitation Commissioner's Office and also Mayor's Office about providing additional cleaning service in my district. I, Har- yeah. Go ahead. And, I'm sorry. You can finish the thought. I thought you were done. Go ahead. And then also... I wanted people to stay tuned for good updates. I also, I always encourage my constituents to report to my office any location in my district in uh, need more additional clean cleaning. And we also create a neighborhood cleanup task force. I can share the information also. Listener writes for council members Wang, uh, apparently from the district. How are you bringing the different constituencies and communities in our district together? Um, I, our office already opened with multilingual staffs. We have um, Cantonese-speaking, Mandarin-speaking, Spanish-speaking in our uh, staff member. And then right now in our office, we have... Um, direct Chinese line, and then we have direct Spanish line. So if anyone have con- um, issues, concerns, they're always able to call our, call our office. And also, um, I knocked probably 10,000 doors last year. I understand people's needs, even people with different backgrounds. Everyone wants public safety. Everyone wants quality of education, and also quality of life. That's the top three issues in our community. When we talk about the issue, that always bring our neighbors together because unity in the community is the key to fight against the resources, We fight against the power, and also that's the only way we're going to bring the resources to our community. One more call from the district. Harvey and Bensonhurst are on WNYC with the new council member, Susan Zhuang. Hi, Harvey. Yes. Uh, hi. Uh, I'd like to know what's going on, what's, what's being done about the cars with the loud exhaust and the motorcycles that, that, that are, that are uh, racing down the streets. And uh, this happens, this is all the time. If you're a typical Saturday, all you hear is these cars and then, if you don't peace and quiet, are the police giving them tickets? The, the, the first offense is $800. Or are they just chasing them down the streets with the siren on to scare them away? It seems to me that they, all they're trying to do is scare them away. 
Harvey, thank you. Council member, briefly on this, because we're almost out of time. Okay, thank you so much for the question. I actually live in a neighborhood. I have same worry about this as you. I already spoke to, um, I don't know which neighborhood you live at. I already spoke to 62 precinct, 66 precinct, 68 precinct, and 72 precinct about this issue. Um, the captain all aware of this issue. They promised me they will work on that and they try to um, give them a ticket and they chase them away, make sure they don't disrupt the community in our neighborhood. And also um, in the state law right now, um, they have, when they're doing inspection, if they have loud motor, they should not pass the inspection. I will make sure our neighborhood implied those laws. Harvey, thank you very much for your call. So we just have a couple of minutes left. Let me um, invite you to do two things. One is, as you know, we invite the new council members when they come on to bring a show and tell item for our listeners. Anything from your district that you think people not from the district um, might do well to know a little bit more about. And then I will ask you how you're celebrating the Lunar New Year in the district. So you want to start with the show and tell? Can I combine these two questions to one? Sure, of course. <laughs> <laughs> because right now it's a Lunar New Year and also it's a year of dragon. I think um, we have a lot of display in the community about dragon. I think this is also is very important. Also, it's a symbol to our community. Um, in our community right now, we have 80, uh, 54% Asian. It's not only, you can see in our streets, it's not only Asian uh, celebrate the Lunar New Year. Everyone celebrate the Lunar New Year because the Year of Dragon stands of stand for powerful, kind heart, and the brave. And also that I think it's the symbol of a community because uh, our community has a large of immigrants. When they come here, they probably like me, I didn't know US that well before I come here. So they have to have the courage and the brave to come here, move here. And a lot of time you just move by yourself. You doesn't have family member here. You start your family here and then they work really hard and then that's a power of people. They work hard, fight for the issues they care about, and also we love each other. That's a kindness in our community. We all, no matter what language you speak, what background you have, we always love each other. We care about the issues, like the hate against Jewish neighbors. It's also the hate to our, um, to all of us. The hate about to our Muslim neighbors, it's hate against all of us. The hate against our Asian neighbors, it's a hate against all of us. We love each other. We will stand for each other. I think that's the symbol of dragon, have the kind-hearted, that's our community. I think dragon, it's a new year, and it's really a symbol of our community. Well, happy new year. Happy year of the dragon. Thank you. And happy, uh, hopefully it's happy, term in city council. Congratulations yeah. again on your election and for making this uh, one of your first stops now that you've taken office 
So recently, Susan Zhuang, brand new member of city council from Sunset Park, Diker Heights, Bensonhurst, Bath Beach, parts of Gravesend, parts of Borough Park, and Mapleton and Midwood. Thank you again so much for coming on with us. Thank you so much.